Welcome to the It's All About Relationships podcast with Marty Folsom. This is episode seven in this adventure of discovering all about relationships. So last time we talked a little bit about our human fathers. I talked about my dad, um, just all the challenges that are there, but also the possibilities because every situation we come into and every relationship we're in it's going to have challenges and possibilities. You can get overrun by the challenges, but when you begin exploring the possibilities, there are things to open up. But it's really worth recognizing, hey, I'm missing the embrace that I wish was there. That either life or specific people would be there and end up leaving us hungry, starving, desiring of something to fill those empty places. So with my dad, I did grow up in a world that was a bit void of emotion, that whole sense of connection that I wished to be there. And so I really needed guides along the way who would fulfill that place of affirming and nurturing and all those things that um, can be one of the things that a father does. I'm not super into roles. I don't actually like the idea of roles. I think we need parents to be all things to us that we need to be. But I grew up in a world where I recognized I did have a sense of um, of abandonment and the fear of not doing it right and all those things that end up being what one would call conditional love. So if you grow up in a world with conditional love, it, you end up focusing on what do I need to do to perform or to be something to get my parents to accept me. And it is an ever so easy shift to put that onto God and think that the God who is out there for those who think there isn't, that's that's okay. I'm talking about those who are trying to work with the idea of God there. It's so easy to make this God up who's like our parents, who we think we need to perform or be something in order to be loved or to get the good grade or whatever. So all the phrases people have about the God out there, the man upstairs, kind of Zeus with a lightning ready to throw it at you, or as one of my friends says, Gandalf on a bad day. All of those images people put onto God, and God ends up being somebody who's very judgmental, um, a male who's seeking power and control, God as the alpha dog. And what that does, I think, is it ends up just giving us a, a sense of a bad view of what the world would look like if there's a God that creates us as persons within it. And then we throw on top of that things like the Inquisitions, the Crusades, bad religion and it's no wonder people throw out the whole thing and say give me something that's life-giving give me something that will really nurture what life is about because that god just ain't doing it and so i really had to come to the point where i say you know what let's throw all that out because that that kind of god is not the god that i really want to pursue so the question that i came to was you know what if we let god speak where does God speak? And for me, that speaking of God is in, in the person of Jesus. Uh, but Jesus doesn't portray the same kind of God that people often end up thinking about God. Now, one of the things I say in my book is that if Jesus had written a book on theology, his first chapter would have been about his father. And you kind of go, what? Didn't he come to tell us how to live? Didn't he come to give us teachings about how we're supposed to be and all that? And it's like, no. That was really a byproduct. The first thing he wanted to do was to say, my father loves you absolutely, and here's the word, unconditionally. So if we really took Jesus seriously, we'd understand a God who loves us unconditionally, no matter who we are, what we do, 
And he would say, this God sent me to reconcile, which means to bring back together that which is separated apart. And this God comes to create a family, a loving family, where everybody's different, but we're a family. We're together, we grow together, we live together, and in the end, we are made for love. So I think that if we really took Jesus seriously and let God speak in Jesus, we'd have a totally different concept of, of his Father who sent him. Now, just to throw in a word here, when I say Father, I don't mean the great male in the sky. Father is basically a noun that Jesus uses that one. It in no way elevates maleness. Um, so when people say Father, Mother, I say, yeah, we can't make it about genders because Jesus never wants to elevate one gender or over another. He wants to break down those gender walls. But there is this person who sends him to fulfill the life of love that it's all about. So for me, that is, that is really the place we have to go in the world of relationships, is to say the world has been created in such a way that we live in the context having been made for love, for love, and to not project onto either God or one another things that are not true, and to really learn to listen and to find out who is this other and what do they reveal about themselves. One of my favorite philosophers, John McMurray, said, you know, we shouldn't really ask the question, how do we know there is a God? The best question to ask is, how do we best explain the world in which we exist as persons? So if you recognize you're a person and you're in relationships, to ask the question, how do we make sense of all that? What does it mean to understand our personal being in the world? And this doesn't mean that we have to throw out evolution. To say that the nature of the evolutionary process seems to be one that has guided us to be persons the way that we are. So this is not a religion versus evolution. It's really a deeper scientific pursuit of saying we are something that is not just an object. We're more than that. How do we understand the universe not just as a bunch of stuff, an impersonal universe, but to suggest, and this is John McMurray's suggestion, suggest that the universe itself is personal. That means that it's been created and ordered so that we can exist as persons within it. And that we live on this earth as those who are persons, but there's all kinds of plant growth and temperatures and what is called a fine-tuned universe that allows us to exist as persons. And though we as human beings seem to really struggle with one another, when it works, when we're living out of love, there's something amazing that happens that seems to be the fulfillment of our personal existence. And that's why it's all about relationships. So... The whole nature of the fact that there's life at all on this planet, and that life isn't just static, but it's dynamic and blossoming and it interfaces with all of the environment around us, that we have the possibility of improving our relationship with one another, and we say, you know, it seems to be better when we're loving than when we're fighting each other, is to say there seems to be an orderliness in our personal existence that isn't towards chaos, but is towards a life of a conscious sense of self and others and the possibility of relationships within it. So I really want to be a voice in the world that says, you know what, I think it's all about a universe and a world and a humanity that's created for relationships and that this isn't just an accident, that there's actually a God that makes that happen. And that the more we know and are known, the more we begin to choose to live from love, the more we become fulfilled as the human beings we're meant to be. 
Now the problem in this is there's a good part of us that is set up like, it's kind of like the alarm system in your house that when there's a fire going off or somebody's breaking in, it's there to protect you in the bad times. Um, alarms are in the are put in place in the face of the possibility of something going wrong, but you don't want to kind of live always watching the alarms. You want to live with the oven, cooking food, and the breakfast table, and having conversations. If the alarms take over and your whole life is around that, that's what I call fear taking over. So that's what happens for people. They have bad experiences with parents and what were friends, or bad days on the street or at work, and they begin feeling like, ugh, I need to defend myself from this. And when that happens, love as a connection gets fractured. So the very nature of what we're supposed to be is connection. So if this protecting ourselves takes over, then we isolate from one another. And what we end up with is fragmented relationships and inability to hear or understand other people, even to understand God. And so that's why I keep coming back. Jesus comes to show us a father whose very commitment is to connect. And I love that Brene Brown says that as human beings, we are made to connect. That's what we're made to do and to be. And it's not just physically, it's to really know and be known. And that's really the nature of what I think it's all about in terms of what God is trying to create. So with the primacy of love in the world, that means that we're always thinking first, not about what do I have and what am I gonna get, but how do we function here together? How do we let love guide my decision? And I don't want to throw out the fear. We still need the fire alarms in case our cooking doesn't go too well. And I've had that happen before. And you need to recognize that there are things that do protect what it is that you want to take care of. It's just a matter of not letting it take over. So with the primacy of love, we learn to take care of the people. We learn to take care of our houses. We wash the dishes so we don't get mold and stuff in our food because love pays attention to what is worth valuing. So my whole understanding of what theology is about is learning the life of love. We think about love, we think about what our thinking does to cause us to act lovingly towards other, and we pursue a life of nurturing love. Nurturing love means we're always looking at a specific person and what, asking the question, what does it mean to encourage, to help, support, to grow this particular person, not just trying to fit everybody into one magic pill. So there was a night where I went to hear a guy by the name of Brendan Manning, and it was a night where he spoke for the first time I'd ever really heard about Jesus Abba. Now Abba was, is the word that Jesus would have used. Abba means Papa or Daddy or Father. And he talked about the crazy love of this father, that he was like a, an amazingly self-giving crazy father, and he used the parable of the prodigal son to talk about it. And he just kept driving home the depth of the love that Jesus was portraying this father was so unlike what I had ever really gotten, that for me it was a transforming night of really getting what unconditional love and acceptance looked like. I love the phrase when he said, if he took all the love of all the mothers and fathers that have ever lived in this world and put them together, that would be but one drop in the ocean of the love of God. For me, that was like an overwhelming thought to think that's the nature of the kind of love that God could have. And I was stunned. And I remember going home and saying to my then wife, 
like just kind of walked in stunned and she said are you okay and it's like I feel like an egg that's just been peeled something that was rigid and hard on the outside has been taken away and that's really what I felt like and have ever since that day that there had always been this sense that church and all that was kind of like the shell in an egg as long as you look good and we're trying you know as long as the shell looks good everything's fine but to say the the shell is taken away and it's soft and it's supple and dynamic it's real and available all of that has become the nature of what it looks like for me to be immersed in the love of god there's something to share there's a softness of being with people the prayer that he taught us that night was abba i belong to you and for me there was a sense of no condition it's just an acknowledgement i belong to you and i belong loved and so for me, the whole nature of relationships really begins in this life of finding peace with the Abba of Jesus, finding peace with my dad as I had conversations to work through the complaints that I had and to recognize his life was his life and I didn't need to take that personally as something against me, and a life of working to find peace with my kids, though always that has certain challenges to it as well because the conversation piece at every level always requires time and attentiveness. But it's the drive of my life to be available into this life of what I call relational health. So as a theologian, I want to be a doctor of relationships and have a theology of the life of relational health and to recognize that all of what Jesus comes to bring about his father is really about this life of relationships and what it means to discover health, not as a biological way of being, but what happens between us. So thanks for being with me today as we've shared another episode of It's All About Relationships. Check out my website at drmartyfulsom.com. And remember, it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about we. So let's live into the we-ness of it today. Thanks for joining me.